So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you today, and welcome to Terry Mize Ministries' More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted you have joined us, and it's a thrill and an honor to us to share with you the good things from the Word of God. And uh, we're just going to pick up right off where we left at our last program and talk to you today about one of these marvelous uh, topics that are going to be in the new Legacy series. Uh, There'll be four titles and uh, Volume 1 of the Legacy Series, and we are so thrilled to be able to offer these really timeless, um, very, very, very necessary messages for every believer to hear. This is something that is really the foundation, the crux of of, of just gathering uh, 53 years of, <laughs> of worldwide ministry uh, and, and giving it to you in a very succinct form to help you understand why we do what we do. Why Jesus said, go into all the world. Oh, yeah. Why Jesus said uh, that we must preach this gospel and then shall the end come. The whole purpose of why Jesus came into the earth, and that is to gather the church, the people of God, those that would believe. <laughs> yes, I always think yes. about how Jesus said that. And those that would believe, you know, that we would be able to take this good news to the Word of God. So, darling, let's talk about that and great God, message. And God would not have any to be lost. Oh, not any to perish. The Lord None had, to perish. Oh, my, my, what a God. And you know, the church, I don't think, knows that anymore, Renee. You know, as a missionary for 53 years now, that's always been on my mind and heart, and I've preached it in churches everywhere for, you know, over half a century. But uh, I'm more concerned today because uh, when we were kids, the churches pushed missions, talked about missions, and the pastors were wise enough in those days to actually bring missionaries in several times a year. So, so the people would be exposed to the supernatural, exposed to the supernatural stories of missionaries, casting out devils out of witch doctors and blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, dead raised, and that sort of thing. And yet, the church today is more seems more centered just on teachers. Nothing wrong with teachers, but, right. you know, we, we, need, we need exposed yeah. to, to the supernatural. People <laughs> have right. supernatural ministry as well. And, uh, and, and it, it's gotten to be more of a, of a TV personality. Yeah, uh, presentation-oriented. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and to where people are just more and more. It's kind of like all the kids having their, their videos and iPads and phones and tablets and yeah, this and that. The and it's kind of like entertain me. Right. And so we have a lot of great entertainers, but we sure need to hear the supernatural. Well, we, uh, little kids need to hear. You know, we was in a church just the other day, and I called. I told the pastor, I said, leave the, leave the kids from, say, you know, five years old and up. Yeah. Leave them in here. And I want to tell miracle stories. And, and I even took out my pocket knife and told them the story about how we were in New Zealand and I'd lost right. my pocket knife. And, right. and uh, we got six months later, we were in New York City. 
And uh, I just started praying. I was in the hotel room by myself. You were doing a ladies' meeting at the church, and I was in the hotel room by myself. And I just started saying, Lord, it's not right. It's not right. That's my knife. My granddad gave me that knife. That's a special knife to me. And here it's been gone for six months. Uh, somebody in New Zealand has it. Some man, some woman. It doesn't have my name on it. They don't know who it belongs to. It's just now they've taken it as their knife. But it's not their knife. It's my knife. And uh, I said, it's not right. And uh, and I said, angels, you go get that knife. The word says nothing will be hidden that won't be revealed. You That's you right. go get it and bring it to me and deliver it to me and put it put it in my possession. That's right. Take it out of their pocket. Take it out of their purse. Take it out of their Amen. drawer, <laughs> wherever they are in New Zealand. Take it away from them. Yeah, innocent or guilty. Get maybe it. you're listening to the podcast today and you're saying, oh, I wonder what happened to that knife. You're in, Maybe you're a Kiwi. You're in New Zealand and had that knife in your drawer or your pocket and all of a sudden it disappeared. And, and the angels brought that knife. And as you and I were leaving New York City on that Monday morning, packing our suitcase yeah. and I went and took a, a t-shirt, a folded t-shirt and put it on the top of my clothes in my suitcase, went to get something else to put in my suitcase. And when I came back, my pocket knife was laying on top of that folded That's shirt. Right. I mean, there's no possible way, no way, no way, no way, no explanation. The angels just took that thing across the Pacific Ocean and across America, all the Hallelujah. way from New Zealand to New York City and just placed that pocket knife right on top of that t-shirt. Right. And uh, so I called those kids down and just told them that story. Uh, and, and then I gave it to them. I said, pass this around. I said, this this knife, angels had this in their hand. And so you take it and pass it around. And, you know, that that marks kids. Kids think about that no, that's stuff. Right. They, they need the supernatural. They need to hear that's right. that this is real. They, they sure don't do. just need another teaching of a Hebrew word and a Greek word, although that's all good. But that's not going to talk to them and speak to them the way that the supernatural does, which is why Jesus had a supernatural ministry, and so did Paul, and so did Peter, and so did everybody else in the Bible. And uh, we've got to get back to the supernatural and got to get back to the Holy Ghost and got to get back to exposing our kids to that. That's why you and I talk so, so much over the years about Psalm 78, where it says that those people— um, talking about the people back over in Numbers 13 and 14, right. they were supposed to go into the promised land <laughs> under Moses and didn't do it. it. So they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until they died yeah, off. Right. Um, and, uh, and and God talks about them in Psalm 78, about the people in Numbers 13 and 14. Right. And then he talks about them still over in Hebrews in the New Testament, chapter Amazing. 3 and 4. He's still not happy with them. That's right. And he says, they provoked me. And their carcasses died in the wilderness. That's right. And he said, don't you provoke me like they did. And mm-hmm. uh, and it, 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 it boils down to the crux of the matter in Psalm 78 was was that they were armed. They were ready to go to battle. They were ready to go to the promised land. They were ready to do it. And all of a sudden, they turned back. Right. Because they said the giants are there and the Jebusites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amalekites. And, and there's wall cities and we can't do it. We can't take it. And they turned back. He said they turned back in the day of battle. Had their weapons ready to go and turn back. They they were cowards. And it tells you the reason they did is because their parents had not not. taught them as children the great Great facts facts. of what God had done to Israel. We've got to tell our children and grandchildren those great facts. I want to do a video very soon. Uh, You know, either you and I do one together or we do it separately. I want my children and grandchildren to hear how God provided for us oh, yeah. when we stood and believed God and didn't have, oh, it's and, and we're determined, determined to not tell anybody our needs Absolutely. or not ask for help from anybody, they not ask for a place to preach. 
and God spoke to people. Like like Hudson Taylor says in his book, I was determined to move the hands of men by prayer towards God. Isn't that but I, I, I want to determined come, to move the hands of men. The hands of men by, by prayer, prayer towards to God. God. In other words, not telling men your needs, right. not begging. That's right. But like telling of, God what you need and letting God talk to men. Like Brother John Osteen's, one of his great messages was, we're not beggars, we're believers. Mm-hmm. And then another, you know, one of his, one of the great things that he said in regard to your message there about um, one of the great questions of, he did a series called The Great Questions of the Bible. And you would do well to start making your own list on those. But one of those great questions there is what you're talking about. Who do you say I am? Who do you say Jesus is? Who do is? you say Jesus is? That is the... That one of the greatest questions in the Bible, yes. along with what must I do to be saved? Oh, it'll affect you know, your life forever. Forever. To answer that question. And so when you think about the, the, you know, the spectrum of the church here today that wants to just be taught all the time, uh, we're taught, but as Terry has preached so often, we're, not, we're teaching the taught and not reaching the lost. And that's the influence that we want to have on the local church is that we get back to reminding the church that we have to go tell them who Jesus is. And parents need to understand the impact that has on kids. I remember I remember in 1956, I was six years old. I was in the first grade in school, and Oral Roberts came to a town 20 miles away. We lived in Midland, Texas. Oral Roberts came to Odessa, Texas, 20 miles away, and did a week-long crusade in the Coliseum. And my mama took me out of school for that whole week, Hallelujah. And took me to that meeting. And and Renee, Thankfully, I still remember so. it. It impacted me forever. And during those years, he had a lady that would travel to his meetings and stand up and give her testimony. Her name was Betty Baxter. Oh, yeah. And, and you ought to Google Betty Baxter and read the Betty Baxter story. What a powerful, yes. miracle, supernatural ceremony. Her body was gnarled and twisted and uh, had to just sit in the chair and... She was almost couldn't, completely bent over yeah, her couldn't knees. Couldn't walk, couldn't go yeah. anywhere. They just mm-hmm. took her, plopped her in a chair every day, and then took her and put her in bed at night. And just, just you know, horribly, horribly uh, paralyzed and and, and, oh, and, and, I, yeah. and hindered. And Jesus walked into her room. <laughs> her and mother had her. prayed and prayed and prayed for that girl. And Look what God did. Just walked in. She saw him walk in the room yeah, and walk over right. to her and touch her and heal her. And uh, and I tell you, as a six-year-old kid, I watched that lady stand up at that microphone. Remember, she had on a white dress? Yes. And she stood there and told that testimony. And I was six years old, just mouth open, eyes wide, you know, hearing the supernatural. And it oh, affected yeah. me forever. Here it is all these years later. I'm still affected by it. Right. And uh, we need to expose our children to the supernatural. Well, and Jesus, pastors, I'm, I'm talking to you. You you need to you need to expose your church to the supernatural. Don't just stand up and give them a good sermon. Right. And you know they come to church and all Talk settle down in their little anointing. pews, and you pick up your little <laughs> seed box and shake it and give them a little shake and give them a little food. That's all wonderful and great. It's what a pastor is supposed to do. But they've got to be exposed to the supernatural. That's they right. have got to know that God does the supernatural today, not just back in Bible days. He's still doing it today. No, that's right. And that and and that and these people in Psalms. 78, uh, Numbers 13, and he's talking about them in Psalm 78. And he's talking again in Hebrews 3 and 4. It, s- it says that they turned back. They That's were right. cowards. God said they, they were like a t- warped and twisted bow that would not respond to the aim of the archer. 
In other words, he's trying to fire an arrow and the bow's all warped and twisted and and, and they were useless to God. They were feckless to God. And God was upset about that. That's right. He was really upset. And he That's says, right. because their parents had not had not raised up their children and told them of the great facts of what God had done well, one of the, for Israel. I, as I said earlier, I think on another program, to me, the most marketable point about Christianity is that it is that question is to every person, yes. saved and unsaved. That's right. Saved that's and right. unsaved. Who? That's a, who that's Matthew say? sixteen. Matthew sixteen. Fifteen. Who do you say? Uh, Peter wanted to report about what everybody else said, right. <laughs> and we want to take the focus back on you. Who do you say Jesus is? Uh, Jackie and Terry many many years ago said Jesus was the baby maker, <laughs> and that's how the they. Doctors have, told Jackie since she's a little yeah. girl, you'll never have a baby. You can't have a baby. You can't so have her a baby. Mother repeated it. Or Father repeated it, or grandparents repeated it. Her pastor even repeated it and got an agreement with them. Right. And the church people. Right. When I told Jackie later, and she said, Well, I can't, if you marry me, you'll never have children. I said, Who said? Who told you those damnable lies? <laughs> That's and she right. said, Well, the doctors and, the, and, and my parents, and my grandparents, and my pastors. And I said, Well, I said, Well, thank God for doctors and thank God for yes. uh, your parents and grandparents and thank God or. for your pastor, although shame yeah. on them for telling you you couldn't have children. I said, but you know what? I thought somebody with authority had told you you couldn't wow. have children. And I'm telling you, God says you can. She said, he did. And I said, he absolutely That's did. Right. That's and I right. gave her scriptures and we had four. Well, and y'all dug through the and word of God. Who did you say Jesus is? I said, he's the baby maker. Yes. And there's so many scriptures in there about babies and children and oh, women and men and marriages <laughs> about how your family will be blessed. I mean, God will come right down to the individual and then he'll expand it right down. to The Bible even uses the word clan. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> A tribe. You know, in my marriage you know, seminars for decades and decades, I've even said uh, talking to the husbands and wives in the marriage seminar, I said, I said, you know, God thought up having babies. Right. God thought up sex. I said, you know, since God was the inventor, yes. he could have had us have babies any way he wanted to. Right. So he did. I said, you'll get that in a day or two. He, <laughs> he could have had us have babies any way he wanted to. So he did. He could have had it by rubbing noses. Right. He could have had the stork bring them. Right. He could have had them born in the cabbage patch. Right. He could have had them by shaking hands, but he invented the method. Right. He created that is the just method. Stunning. And said, multiply and be the very first thing. Fruitful. You know, very first thing first God thing the Creator said to man the creature was multiply and be fruitful. Multiply. And all those scriptures, which I told Jackie. Right. And I said, you can have all the kids you want. If you marry me, you'll have all the kids you want. Well, it's the same because thing. God said it. It's the same thing you did about uh, when we, ex you know, explored that scripture. Uh, about the iron did swim. Oh, thank well, you. Well, if you if you turn to God to be Second a, a recovery process, He will help you recover the axe head. Right. He will help you deliver yourself David, out of you'll trouble. Recover all. <laughs> he said, "Go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways." Yeah. In other words, everything in the Word of God. If you search these scriptures to find out what will happen in your life, you will begin to say, well, Jesus can do this. Well, God can do that. Well, if he did that for them, he'll do no, that for me. That's why this Bible's full of that's those right. testimonies. That's God right. wants us to hear testimonies right. so that it'll create a capacity for faith. Right. And, and the Word will create faith so we can do the supernatural. That's it. Because God's a supernatural God. No other God's a supernatural God. God, Jehovah, is a supernatural Amen. God. And we've been talking the last, oh, I don't know, six, seven weeks 
about my upcoming legacy series that you just mentioned, um, which will be out next month. And you can get that by going to terrymines.com or you can call our office or whatever you want to reach us. And, uh, uh, there's four messages in that legacy series that God gave to me, not messages I got from somebody else, but right. God gave to me, uh, on who do you say Jesus is, um, salvations of the Lord, uh, how to live stable and unstable times, mm-hmm. and then where the word of a king is, there is power. That's right. And those those messages God gave to me 30 and 40 and 50 years ago uh, that I've preached literally around the world. That's right. You know, a lot of messages I preached around the world as a missionary that I never even preached in the States. I just figured, hey, Christians in the States know that stuff. (laughs) So I just preached it to pastors around the world at my great pastor's conferences and great crusades. And then finally, over after a bunch of decades, the Lord said, you need to preach that stuff in the States because... They need to hear. They need to hear this too. Well, as I said yesterday, I, I just think the whole thing that has, that you're preaching about all that is so vital for the local church, new Christians, oh, and then longtime Christians as well, to go back and do a refresher course and put yourself through a, a four week revival you know, uh, school. At a, I was preaching at a cowboy church the other day off somewhere, and and a guy came up to me after service, and he said, uh, "Doctor Mize," he said. Uh, I was raised Catholic all my life. Yes. He said, I, I uh, went to church because they told me I should. Right. Got nothing out of it. Didn't believe anything anybody said, but I went yeah. because they said I should. And so right. I did. And uh, he said, is this stuff you just preach real? He was visiting that church that day. Yeah, he, he had never he had been visited there. Some, some relatives. Relatives. Actually, there. friends of ours. Yeah. He was visiting. And, uh, and he said, is this stuff real? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. He said, did those miracles you just told about, did those really happen? Yes, yes. Did that guy really shoot at you five times and bullets right. didn't hit you? Right. Yeah. You know, did you really raise a baby from the dead after 12 hours? She did 12 hours and you held her up 12 hours and she, she, God raised her up and she's alive? I said, yeah. And he said, that makes me so mad. Those weren't the words he used. He used some more colorful language. And he said, that makes me so mad. I That's said, why right. does it make you mad? He said, because I've been lied to all these years. Right. He said, this stuff's real and nobody told me. I sit in church all these years and nobody told me that this is real and that That's I can right. do it and I can That's have it. That's what happened. That's what and, he said. Uh, it really affected him. It really affected But see, he was hearing those supernatural things. Right. He wasn't just hearing another sermon. Right. Wasn't just hearing another teaching. Wasn't just another three points in a poem. Wasn't just another uh, 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 you know Greek word and Hebrew word study, which are all fine. Right. But it was the supernatural that, that just slapped him and said, hey, this is real. And he said, it just makes me so mad that this is real. And I've been in church all these years Terry and nobody to, told me. Terry talked to him, this gentleman um, for several minutes, a good long conversation after church. And uh, I, have a, I have a feeling that there are uh, knowing people in, in denominational churches and knowing even a lot of uh, so-called charismatic churches that really talk about miracles, but they don't have them. And that's the that's the real bane of Christianity is that we haven't shown them or even taught them about. The well, you know what Jesus season. said there in what was it John eleven when when right. when John the Baptist was in jail about to have his head cut off, right? And Jesus was preaching, and so John yeah. waiting his head to be cut off, he sent two of his disciples right. to Jesus, and so they came to Jesus and they said, uh, Master said, Cousin John, uh, your cousin uh, is about to have his head cut off. And he wants to know if you're the one that's to come, or should we look for another? Right. 
And Jesus said, the proof of the pudding in the eating. Right. He didn't say that, but that's a paraphrase of what he said. He said, he said, go back and tell Cousin John the things you've seen and heard. That's it. So he didn't tell him some great sermon. He said, go back and tell John the things you've seen things and heard. You've seen, seen the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame Hallelujah. walk, the devil's cast out, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then he said, oh, and by the way, you might want to tell Cousin John this is not a good time for him to be offended. No, that's right. This is not really a good time for him to be offended that's at That's not going to bode well. But but he didn't say tell him the great sermon. Right. Tell him the great Hebrew word. Tell him the great Greek word. Tell him the miracles. He said, tell him what you've seen and heard. Because <laughs> the proof of oh, the pudding is in day. the eating. In fact, the blind man said, they said, hey, that guy that healed you of blindness, he's a bad guy. And he said, hey, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat. I just know that I was blind and, and now, now I, I see. see. That's all he cared about. I was blind, and now I see. It's the miracles. F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth said back the year I was born, 1950, right. he said, miracles are the dinner bell to the world. Right. It's the miracles that bring the sinners, that bring the heathen, that bring the people out of the woodwork, that minister to the natives in the jungle. It's the miracles that's the right. dinner bell right. that calls people. And, and it always has been, Renee, and it always will be. And the church has had such a great falling away over the last bunch of years. And I think it's because there's no more miracles in the church. And, and the pastors aren't bringing in the great, uh, the great apostolic ministries and the great missionary ministries and the great uh, examples of people that have had miracles so that they're, right. they're, they're old people, they're young people, they're middle-aged people, they're kids, they're teenagers, they're youth, they're little kids can hear the great facts. Why don't of you what God has done. tell real quickly here, because you haven't brought that up in the, in the, the two times we've been talking about this, the examples that you use of going door to door, talking to people. Well, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And they said, you're John the Baptist, you're Eli, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus said, yeah, but who am I to you? Who do you say say that I am? See, because whoever you say he is, the spiritual law is, whoever you say he is, that's who he'll be to you. Teenagers. And so I said, you know, everybody says something different. And Jesus is molded or in that box right. to do what you say he is. That's right. And I said, you know, we could all, and, and Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Right. And Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, we all know that scripture, where there's no vision, the people perish. Right. The better way to translate that would be without revelation, knowledge in an area, you lose out in that area. Right. And so, you know, when I was in the jungles of Panama, there's things that I didn't know about living in the jungle uh, that I had to learn from the from the tribal people right. uh, or I would have perished. You know, there's things they didn't know they had to learn from me. You know, I could have given them a light bulb or given them a, a, my car keys or they wouldn't know what to do with that. Right. And so without revelation knowledge, uh, the people perish. Right. You know, you've got revelation knowledge. You're a great pianist. You're a great singer. You play the accordion. Thank you play you. the piano. You do all this stuff. You have revelation knowledge, and you can make them talk and, and sing and praise the Lord. Uh, I have no revelation knowledge. If I tried to play the piano or a guitar or or any other instrument, it'd sound, like, it'd sound like two cats fighting. <laughs> I have no revelation knowledge, so I right. lose that in that area. And so it's the same way with Jesus. If we took a group out of the church today right. and went door to door, and Jesus would be with us. Right. And we'd knock on one door and say, excuse me, ma'am, who do you say Jesus is? She might curse us, Renee. Right. She might say, don't talk to me about Jesus. He's not welcome in my house. Right. And if she said that, his hands would be tied. Right. You know, it says they limited the Holy One of Israel. They tempted God. She would tie his hand and limit him. Yeah. And he could not go in her house. That's right. 
But then we go to the next house and say, excuse me, who do you say Jesus is? And she might say, oh, Brother Terry, come in, come in. Jesus is my Savior. I'm washed in the blood. I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But Smart then she lady. might say this. She might say, but you know why you're here, Brother Terry? Maybe you can explain this to me. I don't understand this baptism and the Holy Spirit stuff and speaking in tongues. Right. I don't know if it's good, bad, right, wrong, God, devil. I don't know. Well, she just goes to the wrong church. She hasn't been taught right. That's right. She's not bad people. Doesn't she just has no revelation yeah. knowledge. Therefore, the she loses out. And so we go to the next house and say, excuse me, who do you say Jesus is? And she'd say, uh, oh, come in, Brother Terry. I'm washed in the blood. I'm saved. I'm, I'm born again. I'm also filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, Jesus, is my, Jesus is my Holy Ghost baptizer. And I speak in tongues like the Apostle Paul said, more than you all. But now while you're here, Brother Terry, maybe you can explain healing to me because I don't understand that. Right. I know God's God. He could heal if he, he wanted to, but I don't know if he to. wants yeah. to. And maybe some people told me he uses sickness to teach me a lesson. He puts stuff on. She just she loses out in that area because she has no revelation. No, right. She goes to the wrong church. Hasn't been taught. So we go to the next place and say, who do you say Jesus? Oh, he's my Savior. He's my Holy Ghost baptizer. He's also Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. He puts none of the diseases of Egypt upon me. Uh, By his stripes, I'm healed. Uh, You know, but now, Brother Terry, while you're here, maybe you could talk to me about prosperity because I don't understand that. Maybe you shouldn't talk about money in the church. She loses out in that area. That's right. So whatever area you don't have revelation knowledge in, you doesn't mean it's not right or not real. It just means you lose out in that area. That's why we come right back to what we've said program after program. You must have the whole counsel of God. God wants you to be blessed all the way around. We said Jesus was the prophet, the priest, the king, the triangle there, the prophet, the priest, the king, the anointed one. Exactly. He is everybody that's anybody. And I tell him every day, you know, you're Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Reh, Jehovah right. Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sitkanu, Jehovah Sabah. You, you're, you're everybody that's anybody. You're the you're the line of the tribe of Judah, the, 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 the counselor, the prince of peace. You're my healer, my doctor, my banker, my financier. You're the rock of ages, the ancient of days, the, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, so uh, the bright morning star, the fairest of 10,000. I mean, all life. these things, the line yes. of the tribe of Judah. And I tell him that every day. And so whoever you tell him he is, Jackie and I said, you're the baby maker. The doctors say we can't have babies. They say right. there's no babies. We say you're the baby maker. When I was in Zimbabwe, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago and that horrible drought that was killing animals and people and crops. And, right. the, and, 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 and the whole place was scared and didn't know what to do. And I said, it'll rain in the next 24 hours or I'm not a man of God. I decree as an apostle of God, the drought's broken. Uh, I called him the rainmaker. I said, I know the maker of the rain. I know the master of the wind. And we're out of time one more time. Anyway, the Legacy Series will be due out next month. You'll enjoy it. And I encourage you to get it and and expose your kids and everybody you can find to the miracle working power of the miracle working God. And just to remind you again, too, ignorance is not bliss. Just to say, well, I didn't know this. Well, that can get you killed. You better believe it. That can get you destroyed. You that can help it. your family on the pathway to destruction. So that's My why we're talking about all this. For lack of knowledge. Yes, really, really, really. Ignorance is not bliss. No. Well, one more time, we love you. We pray for you. Thank you for partnering with us and praying for us. We pray and we for our want partners to, every day. And we just want to tell you one more time that you are. More than than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye.
read Terry's stories about being ended up being in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith. 